Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Playwright Repertory Podcast. My name is Mitchell Huntley, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Lena Sparks. Hi, friends. Here at the Playwright Repertory Podcast, uh, we focus on giving readings to college and high school level playwrights and having their work read aloud and giving them feedback and also having fun while doing it. Just so all the listeners know, Mitchell is a 19-year-old living with the mind of a 65-year-old and he just really wants to be 65. So when he says having fun while doing it, that's the only thing that I can think about is how he's 65. Anyway, welcome to the first episode. We're so happy to have you here. Um, Like Mitchell said, we are just two students who really like theater. We really like plays. We like writing and reading plays. So we wanted to offer this opportunity to any student playwrights, high school and college, um, to have their plays read uh, virtually. So yeah, that's why we're kind of using this podcast format. Now, for the playwright of the day, we want to introduce you all to the fabulous Bella Arnold. Today, we will be reading her play, We Regret to Inform You. So yay, Bella! Yay! Thank you for having me. Of course. We love Bella. So (laughs) we're so happy to have you as the first playwright of the podcast. All right. So just to get to know you a little bit better, we wanted to play a little game, not an NPR game as Mitchell (laughs) wishes we could play, but like a fun game. (laughs) So Bella, are you familiar with the game Gun to Your Head? I am not. So gun to your head is people be like, gun to your head, Coke or Pepsi. And then you'll just have to say the first thing that comes to your okay. mind. So I'm going to put a timer for two minutes. Okay. And to theme this to the whole playwright thing, we're calling this magnet to your computer. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, if you put a magnet on your computer, it'll probably lose all of your data. So we're like making your data like your lifeline. So magnet to your computer okay. is the game that we will be playing. I love that. All right, are you ready? I am ready. I feel like we need that like sound effect that like people do where it's like don't 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 don't. I feel like it's like, 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 like a music in the back. Like yeah, yeah. Music. I was thinking more like who wants who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, like yeah. A, wow, you are a sixty-five year old. He's sixty. He wants to be old so bad. Okay. So you want to be a millionaire? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a sixty-five year old? Mitch Huntley would say yes. I yeah. do. Yes. Sign me up. Okay. Bell Arnold. Yes. Lift off and the clock has started. Magnet to your computer. Mm-hmm. You can only have one social media app. Which one is it? Twitter. What is the most important quality in a friend? Humor. What's your sense of humor? Uh, bad. <laughs> what color is your aura? Uh, like a blue. Which Disney princess are you? Ooh, Belle. Okay, this one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. You're in a small room with two other people. You fart. Mm. It's the silent but deadly kind. Mm-hmm. What do you do? If anybody knows me, I own up to it. <laughs> Good for on you. The table, guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> favorite childhood book. Mm, I loved The Hunger Games. Yeah. I was advanced, I promise. <laughs> Did you wear the side braid? Did you wear oh, the side braid? I had the Mockingjay pin. I had like the necklace. I had everything. It's do, sad. Do, it's so embarrassing. Do, do. I can't whistle, but if I could, I would do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you binging on Netflix? 
I just finished the Tiger King. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch that because, like, I don't know if that'll make you me feel to. bad or worse about like humanity. Uh, it's like iconic. Oh, I guess I shouldn't call him iconic because he did a lot of really bad stuff. But you like, have thirty exotic. seconds He's left ex- and two more questions. Okay, I'm gonna okay, move on. Okay, <laughs> you body swap with one person, dead or alive, for one day. Who is it? Oh, Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, yeah, definitely. Now. For the last and most important question. Uh-huh. Most important. Bambi's dad or Hercules? <laughs> there is a right answer, by the way. I know you want me to say Bambi's dad, but I'm going to say Hercules. I don't need you to say Bambi's dad. <laughs> but I'm curious as to who would say Bambi's dad. So you're saying Hercules? I'm saying Hercules. All right, we're locking it in. So that's a little bit more about bella arnold (laughs) now if anybody's curious about the bambi's dad or hercules um a few years back i came to the realization that bambi's dad is kind of hot for a deer (laughs) so if you just want to look that up in uh i don't know if you're bored there's nothing to do so just look up pictures of bambi's dad and just have that moment of like huh Okay, so now we're going to start reading the play, which once again is called We Regret to Inform You by Bella Arnold. We have all of our actors here on a Zoom call, and I'm going to read off the cast list and who's playing them, and then our actors will give a little hello, just so you get to know their voices a little bit. All right, so for the character of Lily, we have Lauren Stevens. Hi there. Um, for Marta and Principal Lennon and Yale Rep, we have Lauren Dong. Hi, guys. For Emmy, we have Alyssa Carroll. Hey, guys. For Amelie slash Char, we have Liv Jury. Hey, guys. Parker, we have Liam McHugh. Hey, guys. Harrison is Benjamin Suskind. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> and Oliver will be read by Mitchell Huntley. Hey, everyone. And I will be reading stage directions. All right, so let's just get this thing started, and we will begin reading the play now. As we read this play, Bella will be taking notes, as this is her first time hearing it out loud, Um, since we want this to kind of be a little educational as well. So often when you're writing your play, when you first hear it out loud, you're going to hear a lot of, like, clinks and clunks and I want to change that and I hate that and that was good and that was bad so that's what this process is really here for is for playwrights to hear their things being read and whether they like them or not okay all right scene one library on a high school campus mid-october pre-ed deadline in Colorado Lily sits opens her laptop takes a vigorous sip of espresso and furiously writes Full house music playing in her headphones. Light is on Lily, typing on her laptop as she speaks to the audience. The rest of the activity on stage is frozen when she breaks the fourth wall. Lessons we take from obstacles we encounter can be fundamental to later success. Okay, easy. Starts typing her essay. Growing up, I never felt like I was normal. In first grade, most of the girls my age dressed up as Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. But not me. I dressed up as Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It was a unique choice, but then again, so was I. As I grew up, I learned the importance of being empowered by being different and not... She cringes and backspaces. That's stupid. 
shakes it off and tries that sentence again. I learned the importance of... She backspaces again and gets mad. Fuck. Trying to focus. The importance of... Gets frustrated again. Fuck! Shut up! Oh my god! Lily flips him up off while walking out and pulls out her phone to FaceTime her boyfriend, Parker. He answers to her frowning face. Euthanize me. That bad? Every time I start to write, it goes well, and then I end up wanting to lobotomize myself. Oh, babe, you're so gentle. Less laughing, more helping, please. Lil, you don't even need to worry. Your scores speak for themselves. You could take a shit all over their desks and they'd still let you in. Massive faux pas with the dean, though. I would not advise. Fuck, this is serious. How am I supposed to write about overcoming an issue when it's still the bane of my existence? Just make something up. These colleges have too many applications to look at to fact check your life. I know, I just, I need it to be perfect. Why? You know you're gonna get in somewhere. You have a ton of safety schools. Not just that. I don't wanna just go to college. I want to go to Yale. No, I need to go to Yale. And you will. Nobody has worked harder than you. I know, but I don't come from some fancy family that can just donate a building. This is all me. It has to be perfect. I don't even know what I'd do if I got rejected. Lil, you've been a straight-A student since kindergarten. And I think you've set the record for most terms as student council president at Emerson. And I don't think many other 17-year-olds can say they've interned for their congressman. You're a shoe-in. They'd be stupid not to take you. Easy for you to say. Every school's dying to have you on their team. Just like this, these colleges will be after they hear about you. Lean into it. You've got this. I believe in you. Hey, have you gotten a chance to look at my Carnegie supplement? Of course. My notes are in green. I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> Thanks, babe. See you tonight. What's tonight? I'm kidding. Of course. I'll pick you up at six. See you tonight. They both log off. Lily is left with the Google Docs tab taunting her and no more espresso. Sad face. Lily's dimly lit bedroom on a Friday evening around 5 p.m. in late March. Lily sits in her bedroom adorned with Yale memorabilia, posters featuring her heroes, Michelle Obama, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Jane Fonda, etc., and sits in front of her computer. She's wearing the Yale hoodie she bought from her first annual Yale college tour when she was 13. Lights change, signifying a Lily aside. If I'm ever elected into office... I'm going to make college applications illegal. I'm serious. Senior year is supposed to be your last hurrah, but I spent months writing essays, getting stress pimples, and doing interviews when I should have been out late with my best friend and partaking in senior ditch day. But I just couldn't live with myself if I didn't give it my all. It's been a really hard couple of months. It's a shame my mom wasn't a sitcom star in the 90s. I basically got rejected or waitlisted from every school I applied to, except for, oh, Wesleyan. My mom is really proud of me, and it's a good option. No, it's a great option, but it isn't Yale. Today's the day, and I've worked for 12 years for this moment. I think I'm going to throw up. Lighting goes back to normal, and the scene resumes. Lily's mom's Marta. Lily's mom, Marta, enters with a bowl of rice and beans, Lily's favorite food, and sits with her on her bed. Hands Lily the bowl, takes her coffee. Lily smiles sheepishly and eats the meal. Lily nods, not taking her eyes off the screen, refreshing like a psychopath, and scooping black beans into her mouth. Lily drinking her cold brew as usual and frantically refreshing the Yale admissions homepage, almost post-verbal. Marta gently lowers the Marta gently lowers Lily's laptop screen. 
honey, this isn't healthy. Let's go out and do something. I'm sure the homepage will still be there when we get back. You know how these things go. They postponed the decisions after the whole Aunt Becky thing. Who's to say they won't give it another week? Because they should know better than that. If they postpone it again, I will literally march to New Haven myself and give Jeremiah Quinlan a piece of my mind. I'm sorry. I'm just really on edge. Yale's my last chance. You're 18. This isn't even close to your last chance. And you already got into Wesleyan, which is a great option. Also my only option without Yale. I still can't believe I didn't even get to Cornell. Seems freaking epic. I think we were all a little shocked, honey. It, it shouldn't have been like this. A little moment of solidarity between the two over the shittiness and unpredictability of the process. You know, when I was your age. Mom, please. What? I love you, but I've heard it all from my counselors, my teachers, from dad. I can't hear it from you too. The whole back in my day, it was so much easier to get into college speech. I can't stand it. I mean, I've worked my ass off for four years. No, 12 years. Ever since the first time I put on that freaking RBG costume on, I knew what I wanted. Since first grade, I've been making lists and turning in my homework on time and doing everything I can just to get it right. And I get it. You're trying to be helpful. And I am really grateful for that. I really am. It's been a horrible time for everyone. But seriously, I cannot hear again how I should be proud of myself regardless of where I go because that's bullshit. There's one place for me and it's Yale. I did not throw my life away and put my blood, sweat, and tears into getting into the school for nothing. Everything I have done has been for this acceptance letter. All the hours I spent revising essays, making spreadsheets, and all the student council meetings were for today. I could have been going to parties, enjoying school dances instead of planning them, but I didn't. I took APs and spent every night staying up till 3 a.m. doing the absolute best that I could. And now this one stupid letter is what my life has led up to. It's not fair that people like Olivia Jade can cheat the system and students like me have to pay for it. And we can sit here and smile and pretend that it doesn't matter and that I'm a winner no matter what, but we both know that's not true, mom. This will determine the rest of my life and I don't know what I'll do if I don't get in. I don't even wanna think about it, but that's all that's been running through my head since I sent in my first application. Well, say something. Turns the computer to Lily. Look. The Yale admissions page is updated. It's five. All Lily has to do is click continue to my portal, but can't bring herself to do it. Look, I, I don't care what you say. Whatever happens, we will figure it out. I'd been lying if I said I wasn't worried too, Lil, but Yale or not, you're still Lily Cruz. Since you were five, you've been making lists and, and moving mountains. You will still be the first female president, top of your class, and best friends with Michelle Obama by age 23, because that is the boss lady that I raised you to be. Yale would make it much easier, but it's not impossible without it. This process has been incredibly tough, but so are you. Besides, it's just a little button. It's just a little button. Are you ready? Lily nods and pushes the button. Her face goes blank, and Marta's does as well. Something in the lighting, or technically happens, a yellow light, to signify that she was waitlisted. Scene 3. In the breezeway on the Emerson High campus, late morning right before lunch. Lily and Emmy stand behind a stand selling spring grams to raise money for the student council. Lily is still kind of grim from her recent waitlist and is wearing all black. Per usual, Emmy is feeling and dressed bright, 
trying to make Lily laugh. Spring break grams, dollar per gram, make a friend smile for the spring. Support your student council this spring, a dollar per gram. Lily sits down and puts her head on the table. Emmy furrows her brow and sits down as well. Um, have I told you about this dream that I had? Okay, so I was like surfing or whatever, which was weird because you know I don't know how and also I, I hate the ocean. Anyway, so I was surfing, right? And this guy came up next to me and just started speaking only I, I couldn't understand it. And it was totally like a language barrier, but he was he was just speaking like I, I can't even describe it, but like I, I remember it was a lot of like She makes a really weird la 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 sound and starts cackling. Lily's head pops up with the look of death on her face, but Emmy is too far gone in her own story to notice. And I'm thinking like Sir, do you need help? But I think that's too embarrassing. So I just start laughing and then he starts laughing and then this other woman. Oh my God, you have to stop. I knew that would work. So what are you going to do? I mean, what am I supposed to do, Em? I thought this would be it. I thought that I would finally get to relax. But now I have to spend the last few months of high school either begging the school to let me in or accepting my lackluster fate. So you tell me, what am I supposed to do? Did you have your coffee today? It's just yeah. that your tone seemed very point seems very pointed right now. Okay, Lily, you need to chill. You're going to do what you always do and achieve your goal. It's not over till it's over, buddy. You remember the first time we met? Kindergarten. I was having trouble with my sight words, and you know what you did? You came up to me and you helped me. You did the same thing thing every day during recess until I got got it down and the rest is history so get out that spreadsheet and let's start planning I know you have one sis okay so I was looking into some Harrison and Charlotte Sauter in wearing matching blazers Harrison has a Yale pin on his lapel and Charlotte has a Princeton pin on hers Blair Waldorf wannabe vibes but it is in 2007 Hello, Bulldogs. How's it hanging? You have to talk like that. Lily, I didn't see anything on your Insta. Did little Miss Yale not get her wish? What up, Charlotte? Oh, the sidekick can speak too. Uh, I'd ask where you're going to college, but I think I don't know the answer to that. Harrison and Charlotte laugh like little chickens because they're annoying and they suck. What do you want, Harrison? Are you going to buy a gram or not? Of, of course I am. What kind of Emerson student would I be if I didn't support our student government? I'd, I'd like to buy two grams. First one addressed to Lily Cruz. Message, back next time, bulldog. Lily starts packing up her stuff and starts to leave. She's over it. Emmy looks panicked, but is holding two grams. Second one addressed to Handsome Dan. Message, see you soon. Lily snaps around, sending the contents of her bag out, flying out everywhere, while Emmy scrambles to clean everything up. You got in? Seems that way. Lights change and action freezes on stage. Oh my god, this is my nightmare! How could- How did Harrison get in and not me? The only club he was ever a part of was the Ivanka fan club. They had one meeting! They looked at her shoes the whole time! Harrison and I have had this feud since diapers, essentially. His mom and dad met at Yale in 87. In the fifth grade, he told me that only legacies get into Ivies. So I called him Harry Skin. 
not my best work, but give me a break. I was in the fifth grade and he's been a thorn in my ass ever since. Never thought he would get in though. I can't do this right now. Starts to gather her stuff again so she can leave. Parker enters. Hey, Lil, you ready to... Reads the room, sees her pen still on the ground, and Lily's face off with Charlotte and Harrison. Is everything okay? Lily picks up the rest of her pens and puts them in her bag, zipping it and throwing it over her shoulder. Yes, everything's great. Ready to go. I just have to use the restroom really quickly. I'll be back after lunch. Go ahead, close after this order. Lily takes off running the opposite way as the bathroom and towards the exit of the school. The bathroom is the other way. Oh, shit. Lily! Lights go out. Lily's favorite coffee shop, JoJo's, 20 minutes later. Lily enters, still a crazy look in her eye, and marches up to the cash register. Vivendi cold brews, please? No ice. Cashier nods. Lily turns around and scans the shop for an empty table. She finds one and walks towards it. She gets distracted when her name slash order gets called and bumps into a girl about her age, and the girl's stuff goes flying. Lily gasps and shoots towards the floor to help the girl clean up. Oh my god, I am so sorry. It's been a really weird day and I wasn't paying attention. She looks up and identifies the girl as her classmate, Amelie or Lee. Amelie? What are you doing here? Why aren't you at school? I'd ask you the same. Look, Amelie, could you not tell Don't me? worry. Your secret is safe with me. And I go by Lee now. Sorry. I, I mean... Gotcha. Cool. Finger guns. Nice move. Lee. Hands her all the dropped items. Sorry about that. Eh, shit happens. Wanna sit? I was gonna sit a- Trails off. It's been a weird enough day. Why not? Sure. So, what brings you here at 11.30 on a school day? Don't you have, like, seven clubs you should be at right now? Um, I, I don't know. I was there now, now I, I was there and now I'm here, I guess. It's been a weird couple of days. So you didn't get into Yale? How did you? You've been talking about Ivy Day nonstop. Between you and the annoying kid with the little jacket, I kind of figured it was the big day. And you're not wearing that dumb Yale hoodie. I'm not stupid, you know. I don't think you are at all. Stupid, I mean. (laughs) Thanks. So, what happened? Seems to be the million dollar question. I don't know. I just thought I did everything, you know? Go fucking figure. It was that Lori Laughlin bullshit, I bet. All these celebrities think they can just buy their kids success when they're the ones that don't even want it, and the people who actually care get screwed. It's a fucking joke. I'm really sorry. For what it's worth, I'd rather people like you get into Yale than Jacket Kid. Thanks. Me too. So, how about you? What do you mean? Uh, I'm sorry, I just... No, I, um, I don't know. It's just not really in the cards for me. If I don't pass this year, then I probably never will. Don't say that. I mean, it's fine, really. I got this place and I got my book. (laughs) I'll be just fine. Slaps her weather copy of The Awakening by Kate Chopin. What are you going to do? What do you mean? I've known you for quite some time, Lily. It's not like you're just going to be okay with it, right? So, what are you going to do? 
I don't know. I mean, I can't just change their mind. And there are so many people on the wait list. And I think the more I think about it, I think that Wesleyan... No, no, no. I don't buy it. Come on. I mean, you're Lily Cruz. Lights change. Lily speaks to the audience, breaking the fourth wall. All of the activity in JoJo's freezes. If I had a nickel, then I might have enough money to buy my way into Yale. Too soon? That seems to be a go-to. You're Lily Cruz. You'll figure it out. But what if nobody gets it? But what nobody gets is that I did figure it out. I got the grades. I took the SAT. I devoted my life to Yale. And it still doesn't matter because my parents didn't meet in the university art gallery. Or my mom didn't pay a rowing coach to cheat me in. I did everything that I could. And then it all went to shit. Lights go back to normal and the scene resumes. I'm sure I will. I just need some time. Lee smiles. Lily checks her phone and sees it filled with messages from Emmy and Parker, cringes and starts packing her stuff. Starts to leave, turns back to Lee. You should work here. I think it'd be really great. Everyone's really nice and free coffee. If you ever need anything, Lee, tutoring or even a book recommendation, I'm serious. I know. I might just take you up on that. It means a lot. See you later, Lily. Lily smiles and lights go out as she leaves. Scene four, bookstore. Lily is wearing leggings and looks kind of busted, holding five AP test study books, AP Lit, Spanish, Government, Calc, and Economics with AirPods in. It's obvious this bookstore is one of her happy places, but once again, she looks busted, so she's in a rush. She isn't paying attention and reaches for the last pack of flashcards in assorted colors at the same time as Ollie. Oh, I'm sorry about... Ollie? Lily Cruz. Wow, it is so great to see you. What are you doing here? Spring break. Thought I'd come home and visit my mom. From the looks of it, it's AP test season? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I start my first one in a few weeks. No time like the present! So, commitment day is coming up. Will I be seeing you on campus next year? Um, perhaps. Perhaps? Uh-oh, did Harvard steal you from us? No, actually, I, um... I got waitlisted. Oh. I'm really sorry to hear that, Lily. You know, I got deferred from Yale when I applied. Yep, I applied early action and I got deferred. I thought my life was over. It just felt like a punch to the gut that I spent so much time dreaming what my dorm would look like and studying and they just let me off with a maybe. It was rough. I mean, <laughs> I think that I wore black for like two weeks in mourning. But one day I just woke up and I decided that I was going to annoy them until they let me in. And look at me now. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. I mean, getting in kicked my ass. After I got deferred, I was either always crying, studying, or doing community service work to beef up my extracurriculars. But Dale has been... Well, I'm sure you could imagine. It's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie to you. But you'll figure it out. Because I'm Lily Cruz, right? No, because you're smart and tough. If it doesn't work out, who cares? Less rich assholes you have to interact with anyways, right? His phone rings. That's my mom. I gotta go. Hands Lily the flashcards. Hang in there. He exits. Lights start to dim and focus on a spot on Lily. I always thought I'd be the next Ollie. He wasn't the first person from Emerson High to get into Yale. 
and he probably won't be the last, but he worked to get in. A small part of me always knew that the politics and the money might come into play, but Ollie did it. I have 12 days to decide Wesleyan or put all my eggs in the Yale basket. Fuck. Lights go out. Scene 5. Principal's office at Emerson High. Principal Lennon sits behind her desk on the phone. Billy comes bursting through the door with two binders, heavily tabbed and color-coded, and slams it down on her desk. Good morning, Principal Lennon. If I could just have a moment of your time. Miss Cruz, yes. Please have a seat. What can I do for you? As you're well aware, hell hath frozen over and pigs have started to fly because Harrison Price got into Yale and I did not. However, I've been doing some research and threw together an itemized 28-step plan that is sure to bump me off the wait list. We've got three weeks to change Jeremiah Quinlan's mind and about 300 pages to get through in this binder. So, if you'd please open to page one so we may review the binder preamble together, I want to- Miss Cruz, if I may. If I'm being candid, I was shocked to say the least when I heard about your admission status, but I will say the real shock was when I checked my inbox the next day and did not have 13 emails from you. What made you decide to wait? Lily turns to the audience and lighting changes like it is going to be an aside, but she sits for a second and considers this. She takes a deep breath and turns back to Principal Lennon and the lights go back to normal. I don't know. For so long, I've known what I wanted. I want to be a lawyer and I want to go to college. I thought that I knew what I had to do to get there and I did it, but it didn't work out. I don't know if I want to go to Yale. I don't know if I ever did, to be honest. It just felt like the right thing to do. I love learning and I care about every extracurricular I'm involved in. I really do. I just, I felt like I needed to go to an Ivy League to get what I want. But I'm Lily fucking Cruz. Principal Lennon raises her brow at the F-bomb and Lily panics. Oh, shit. I mean, oh no, apologies. But you know what I mean. I think I'm smart enough and I'm determined enough to get what I want, even if I don't go to Yale, but I'd like to try. Okay. Okay? I mean, I kind of just poured my heart out to you, Cindy. (laughs) Lily... I don't think I or anybody else could try to change your mind no matter how hard I try. I have my opinions about what you should do, but you're a remarkable young lady. You're going to do what's right for you, and wherever you end up, you're Lily fucking Cruz. Let's get to work. Would you like to start with the preamble? Lily nods, and the women open their binders to first and the women open their binders to the first page as the lights dim and black out. Scene 6. In the breezeway on Emerson High Campus, late morning, right before lunch, Lily and Emmett stand behind a stand with a Commitment Day 2019 poster on the front. Lily is wearing a Legolas hoodie, Emmy is wearing a Monsters University hoodie, and Parker is wearing a Carnegie Mellon hat. Parker enters with with a cup of coffee and a large cold brew for Lily. My mom and I are going to visit some community colleges this weekend to see what kind of courses I can take next year. You can totally come if you want. I'm there. Hey, Tartan. Looking sharp. Even more importantly, what do you got there? For you, my caffeine addict. (laughs) So, what do I do? Take a card and put your name and where you've committed and we'll put it on the senior wall later. You can put your major too if you already know. Roger that. 
This is so exciting. Sees Harrison entering head to toe in Yale merch. Oh, God. Well, aren't you going to ask where I'm going? Haha. Don't worry. We already got yours written up. Lily hands a card that says Harry Skin, Yale Public Relations Class of 2023 on it. What the hell is this? Sorry, did, did I get the major wrong? Are you in fifth grade, Cruz? Are you in fifth grade, Cruz? Oh my god, you're impossible. Emmy and Lily laugh, and Emmy hands him a clean card and pen. Well, Lily, did you decide not to go to college? What are you waiting for? What, where's the announcement? Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Taking her hoodie off to reveal Wesleyan shirt under. I chose Wesleyan. Free law. Go Cardinals. Aw, too bad. Couldn't get off the wait list. <laughs> nope, but at least now I don't have to just go to school with pretentious assholes who don't know how to work hard. I'll be just fine. Goodbye, Harrison. Harrison rolls his eyes, slides the card across the table, and exits as Lee enters. Lee! Good to see you! What are you reading today? I took your recommendation, actually. Charlotte Bronte, the professor. I like it so far. I'm so glad. The ending's a little wonky, but it's a good read. Will you be filling out a card today? I will, actually. I decided I'm going to take a few classes at Playblow in the fall. We'll see how it goes. Playblow? I was looking at that one, too. Maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I have my first shift at JoJo's this weekend. You should stop by. Um, We'd love to. I gotta go. I have practice. Pick me up after? I'll be there. Lighting changes. It's Lily's personal lighting, but Parker, Emmy, Harrison, and Lee join her on stage. They deliver their prologues as the full house music plays in the background. With the help of my new friend Lily. Finger guns at each other. Amelie Fitzpatrick graduates Emerson High with the graduating class of 2019. After working at JoJo's for a while, she got promoted to manager and finds a passion in English literature. A few classes at Playblow turns into a PhD in rhetoric and writing from the University of New Mexico. After a few years of freelance writing, she found herself back in Colorado, teaching appreciation of English literature at the University of Colorado Boulder. She still gets book recommendations from Lily to this day. Harrison Petunia Price graduated from Yale University with the class of 2023. He went on to a long and successful career in crisis communications, the family business. He maintained a life of luxury and ease. Because that's just the way the world works. But, as karma would have it, he shits himself in front of everyone at a frat party. My new screensaver. <laughs> Parker Conlin went on to pursue a degree in computer science at Carnegie Mellon University on a partial football scholarship. After sustaining an injury his sophomore year, he quits football and finds a passion in policy debate. Dating Lily Cruz for five years taught him a lot about argumentation and persistence. He graduates with the class of 2023 and works as a freelance software developer and an avid fantasy football player. Emmy McBride attends Playboy Community College for two years where she earns her associate's degree and transfers to San Diego State University and pursues a degree in psychology. She later returns to her alma mater, Emerson High, and works as a high school counselor. Using undeniable charm, comfort, and success, and and what her best friend taught her about spreadsheets and binders to send Silverton seniors on a path of success. She and Lily remain best friends, and Lily is even the maid of honor at her wedding. She wears a yellow dress. She looks fabulous. Lily Cruz remains a bad bitch. She attends Wesleyan University and graduates with the class of 2022. AP credit really pays off. 
She pursues a law degree at Columbia University and is living out her dream of being a criminal justice prosecutor. She looks forward to her time on the Supreme Court. Most importantly, at age 22, Michelle Obama adds her as a friend on Facebook. She is Lily fucking Cruz. Blackout. End of play. All right, so that concludes the reading of We Regret to Inform You by Bella Arnold. We'd like to thank all of our actors for being with us today. We are now going to say goodbye to them. Um, We are going to be sending them form that they will give to the playwright as to give their feedback because that is really helpful for the playwright when looking at revisions and such. So thank you, all of our actors. All right, so now we're going to be uh, giving Bella some feedback uh, that we have from uh, reading the play. Uh, this is going to be really useful to her with revisions, uh, to have uh, outside perspective. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything to start with? I think one good thing I'd have to say is I think you've like made a really likable protagonist, which I think like it sounds something kind of easy, but it's really not. You know, and if you can't have a character that people can root for, then what's the point of like continuing to watch or listen to the play? Um, so I congratulate you on that. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, I I love that each character had a really distinct voice and a really distinct background, and you could really hear it. Even though we had like different actors playing, you could each hear a different voice for each character, which is really good, really hard thing to do. Thanks. I also really like how you are very much in the stage direction because <laughs> that's like the place where the playwright like has their own voice that can come through, you know, um, and you can play with style and it, it does set a big tone to the piece when you give yourself like that freedom to be a little silly in the stage directions, I think. Something I thought was uh, interesting was the way the uh, way the sort of story started smaller. And then grew, especially when it came to like the different uh, people we interacted with in the cast, where it's very much we started with Lily, kind of with Parker, and then her mom, and then we started to get into the big cast. I think it'd be maybe an interesting thing to, of course, you know how to take this, but I think it'd be really interesting to maybe have that world start with us. We start with that world, so we're interesting. Okay. So instead of being introduced to all these new characters, especially the main ones like Harrison and like Emmy, I think it'd be interesting to have those to sort of introduce the audience to those in the beginning would be a good way to help like build that world yeah i i agree with mitchell in that like i think we start to really like these characters and i think i just wish that there was a little bit more mm. of them you know um and i think the play kind of bounces around to like a ton of different locations which i think if you perhaps consolidated that a little bit that would help just you know make it a little smoother and also, um, just like a little side bit, whenever we're writing plays, this for the audience, we always like want to like think like logistically what would be put on, what is manageable to be put on. And so minimizing those locations, I think, also help with the producibility factor, which for when you're just writing and having fun, it doesn't really matter. But it's always something you want to keep in mind. Mitchell, anything else before we move on to questions? I I like the epilogue format. Uh, I think it was a really good way of tying everything together. Um, and then we finally got to hear more about like these characters. I think from a more objective point of view, and also a little bit like the Lily splash in there, which I think was really nice and really refreshing. I wish we got more Lily Emmy friendship because that seems like a really fun dynamic that I didn't 
I think we got to see a lot. I also liked the uh, the Lily and Marta dynamic. I wish I could have seen a little bit more of that. All right, so now we're going to start with questions. Well, <laughs> that's my own jingle. Song <laughs> okay, so one of our que- our first question is, what inspired you to write this piece? Oh boy, um, I think that like you know, obviously I'm a freshman in college as we speak, so it's like the trauma is fresh from applying to colleges. And um, with our senior class specifically, class 2019, (laughs) we had to go through the whole like varsity blues thing, which I think really, um, uh, I'm going to be candid, the whole process and everything was like very traumatic. And I think that that added to it a lot. And I just felt like, I feel like I connect to Lily a lot. Like I was a good student in school and like things did not turn out the way I expected. And like, I'm very happy now. And I think everything really does happen for a reason. But like, I see a lot of like, (laughs) I want more justice for like the Lilies and the Bellas out there. And this was just my way to kind (laughs) of put it into the, put it into the world. And just kind of something that I think we should have a dialogue about is like the, everything that goes into applying for college. Well, I think you did a really good job at like being that voice because I am class of 2020, all screwed up class of 2020. (laughs) And um, so I recently went through all of that and I definitely resonated with a lot of the things that happened in there, you know, and all the feelings that are going Mm -hmm. on. I had people telling me, you know, I'm Sarah spark insert word sparks (laughs) that didn't do anything for me right it's like almost insulting you're like okay and you're like okay well that doesn't matter you're not gonna help me admissions didn't know that so i think it's it is it's very accessible it's very resonant and i think it's something that a ton of people need to hear and want to hear for anybody listening who's going through that hard process right now, our hearts go out. I'm to so you. sorry. We all know what that's like. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, especially with coronavirus and you can't tour and everything Ugh. seems like the world's falling apart. It's okay. We're all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next question is, what was the hardest part about writing this play? <laughs> I, I just, I think that I worry so much about like the likability of the characters, which like, shouldn't be an issue especially like with characters like Harrison that you want to I think just me wanting to be optimistic I want them to all be like redeemable and like somebody that you think that you could have a cup of coffee with at least once without wanting to like rip their hair out so I think like just letting myself let these people have flaws and be unlikable um is the hardest thing about it but it is something I'm working on and (laughs) Harrison Petunia definitely got the point across (laughs) I think I hope (laughs) So yeah, the next question uh, we have is, uh, so what is your process really for getting, like, getting the idea of this play and, like, getting it on the page? Like, how did you go about that? Yeah, so um, I go to Cal State Long Beach. Um, I'm actually a journalism major, but I decided to take a playwriting class because I like to just, like, keep editing and I won't get things done unless I have a deadline. And I really do want to work more on, like, playwriting and stuff. So um, I just started writing one day, uh, my wonderful professor, um, Professor Lowry, she just told us to like write about something that bothers us and I wrote about the college admissions process and then Lily was born and from that just these other characters kind of came to life and I just word vomit on the page and edit from there really try to have like a kind of an outline but it's a lot of word vomit and editing (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I love that. And I think that totally goes with the process of like playwriting. There's just no science. Yeah. You just kind of like, like your teacher said, just like write something that bothers you. And I think that's pretty much all that it is. So for anybody listening who wants to write a play or is thinking about it, just do it. Cause like, there's no, there's no stakes involved. You just, you just write it. And it's annoyingly structureless. <laughs> like there's yeah. no way to go about it. That's yeah. like the right way. But that's also exactly. kind of the beauty of it, I think. Uh, so yeah, what do you want audiences to take away from this play? Like, what do you think? What do you want them to take away from this? Oh gosh, I think, I think that there's so much to take away from it. Just to kind of like, I think empathy is a really important thing, and that's something that's like definitely lost in the process, and definitely like with, I specifically we all went to OSHA, and that there's a lot of people that apply for like theater schools where that's more like direct competition, and that you're looking your competition in the eye just to kind of understand like what this process is that it really should be illegal it's so insane and like <laughs> this is stupid it is. when you run for president just this is going to be evidence now it's gonna be... <laughs> college applications this could be, be cited in like a Oppo- paper yeah. opposition <laughs> research it's gonna be yeah like, hey if, if like, i in the podcast <laughs> in 2020 the emotions that go into it's the college application process and lack thereof (laughs) it's so it's just like so much and i like will never shut up about it because i think that it's just like college board is a scam this is all just like so stressful (laughs) for teenagers going through already a stressful time that like maybe the older audiences will like kind of like have that empathy because i think there really is like a generational difference between like what it's like like Marta kind of touches on it what it's like getting in now than it was like even 10 years ago so just kind of to like understand and kind of like I don't know I guess like empower yourself with the knowledge rather than like let it eat away at you which many of us do and you probably still will and that's okay it's all part of the horrible process (laughs) yeah and I have another question for you um from the play just a part that really sparked my interest and made me lean in a little was when she decides not to have that um like fourth wall direct address moment with the audience and it said she's starting to have that moment where she's going to monologue to them and then she didn't um can you like talk about that a little bit more and what that decision kind of means for Lily absolutely um this kind of came to be like near the end of the writing process I was like I had a first draft of this that was very different than what we just heard that was kind of more like Lily gets her day and like it was more of like a typical play structure that she doesn't do that whole breaking the fourth wall but then I just don't think that's true that she would get into Yale and go and everything would be happy and like the Harrisons of the world like whatever and I just think that like I was talking to my mom about it who like is loosely based off of Marta my bestie my mom and um I just think that having these like fourth wall breaking moments is really like humanizing for Lily, especially because she's like a big personality that she's like, I'll march down to Jeremiah Quinlan. And um, I just, I don't know. I feel like that moment to her, to the principal would be like where she can finally like be vulnerable to other people because she's having all these moments of vulnerability that are very humanizing, but it's to herself and it's like in her own mind. And that this is kind of like the turning point for her where she's like, look, I didn't get in. Everything happened. I'm going through it right now, but like, I'm going to prevail because that's who I am. I'm Lily, insert word, Cruz. (laughs) And yeah. (laughs) 
thank you so much for answering our questions. Yes, yes thank you for answering our questions. Thank you for asking. A peek into your process because it is so weird and structureless. It's Dumb. always fun to see how different people, you know, go about it. Word vomit. Um, edit. And now Mitchell has organized a little game themed to your play. Fantastic. I have. So this is a game uh, we like to call Goldilocks and the 3% acceptance rate. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, the aim of the game is to uh, is that I will be telling you a college and an ex- and a percent acceptance rate. Oh boy. And okay. you have to guess whether it is too low, too high, or just mm. right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like, for example, if I said Harvard and 55%, you would say... Too high. Yes, okay. exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like, so, just yeah, right. So... This yes. is his one NPR thing that I let him do. I love it. I get... My contract says I get one per episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> fine and so, print. Yeah, so, the fine print. Uh, so I'm just going to start with uh, start with Yale mm-hmm. and 4.2%. Uh, I think that's slightly too low. You are correct. Oh my it god. 6.9%. It's going to be my new party trick, just like knowing college acceptance yeah. rates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next one is Wesleyan, 16.3%. Mm, that seems a little too low. That is just right. Is it really? It is. She's a smart cookie. That's really She's low. A smart cookie. <laughs> I got waitlisted. Mm-hmm. Um, did you really? <laughs> I did. The Wesleyan? No, UT, UT Austin, forty-two point three percent. For those of you who don't know, Mitchell Huntley had a very many options for his college. He got into process. Columbia, and he's like, eh. <laughs> and then he got waitlisted for some pretty weird schools. Once again, yes, we're not Aunt Becky. She destroyed us. <laughs> Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky's to blame. <laughs> I also love all the full house moments. I know like, oh, that. I guess that never really developed, but I was like, no, ma'am. Like varsity blues hit me different. <laughs> uh, so UT Austin, forty-two point three percent. Too low. Is in fact too high. It is thirty-six point four percent. Dude, it's so hard to get UT Austin. That's crazy. If you go to UT Austin, yeah. you're smart. Good job. <laughs> shout out to UT Austin. Shout out to UT Austin. I don't know what your mascot is, but woo. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like a... Austin's like the weird. Like Austin's like the other Portland, right? Isn't Austin like the Texas Portland? Is it? That would make sense. Yeah, because it's kind of trendy, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So their mascot is just the state of Oregon, but with a cowboy. Yeah. 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 Uh. So Dartmouth. Twelve point three percent. That's dare I say just right? <laughs> it is too high. What the real one is is ten point four percent. Okay, okay, yeah. that's yeah, low, but at least it's a double digit now. Yeah, it's just still a double digit. I started off strong, now I suck. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. This is how we're judging you. Yeah, yeah. So, the play doesn't matter. This is it. We, you chose Hercules, and I was like, all right, let's take all the easy ones out. Yeah. <laughs> is Hercules the yeah. right option? Of course. Everybody okay, thinks that I want everybody to, like, draw Bambi's dad. I don't care. Bambi's dad is a I know trap. too many saying. people <laughs> who do like Bambi's dad, so I'm just curious. Bambi's dad would be in the hype house for sure. Like, those TikTok e-boys. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lil Huddy's like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. University of Arizona, 83.6%. Uh, too low? <laughs> it is just right. Okay, I, that was more of like but a... Everyone, like a everyone from U of A will now know you said that. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know what? I said what I said, and I meant what I said. <laughs> said what I said, and what I meant, and I said what I said. Oh, Mitchell, I think you said that wrong. Because I, I said I what I said, said and, and what I, I meant. said what I meant. Elephant's Faith 100%. MIT. Mitchell, you played Horton. That's from... I thought that was like a pop culture thing, not Seussical. It's, That's it's, a Dr. Seuss thing. It's a Dr. Seuss thing. Why did I say Seussical? I meant Dr. Seuss. Wow, I really... Yeah. But, but yeah, it's Seussical. I played Horton and Seussical. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell, have My you one played leading role Horton in a musical? I know your resume. Don't even My worry star. about it. Fully. <laughs> All right, two more. Okay. MIT, 5.4%. Just right. Too low. 7.2. Oh. oh. It's okay, it's okay. This next I have one, to get this, next this last one, one right. I, you will 100% get this last okay, one right. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. University of Phoenix Online, 100%. <laughs> I'm scared, you set me up. Is that just right? You are a hundred percent correct. Oh that is a hundred percent. Like you just have to show hundred percent acceptance. Rate. You, you just well, have to pay. it's online. It's, it's online. You just have to pay. It's basically we're all going. We're all yeah, going to University yeah. of Phoenix University online. It's a hundred percent of people in college. Yeah. They're like you're laughing now. Zoom aren't University. You? Zoom Uni. Twenty twenty three. Oh my god! Wow. wow. Everybody will turn into UZs. UZs. What is their U- mascot? Starbucks? Z. The siren. Because <laughs> it's like a thing. If you work for Starbucks, you can like get free college through University of Phoenix as a former barista. I what? can confirm. I did not know Wait, that. that's a thing? Yeah. At like the, I worked at a licensed Starbucks before I got laid off because of coronavirus. <laughs> and, um, but like at the commercial Starbucks, if you work there for a certain amount of time, you can like go for free. So if you're a barista, look into that. <laughs> Free college. Dang. Pretty dope. That was the first time I ever said dope, and it will be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> For those keeping score. <laughs> One and done. Done. I, like, gagged over it. I was, like, pretty dope. <laughs> Bella, zero. Hype House. One. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Hype House a million. They got Charlie, man. Honestly, good for them. I'm not making that shmoney. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. They don't need college. They can just their way through life okay all right so that concludes our time with bella arnold we love you so much i love you guys too thank you for being our very first playwright thank you for having me yes bella where can people find you on like social media and like like this is a time just to like where can people find you and be like oh my god i love your play oh my goodness so good oh my god i love that your play oh my god play (laughs) well my linkedin is (laughs) i just made a linkedin today so that actually is bella arnold most places i think you can find me bella arnold or blah arnold b-l-a-h i know that's my twitter name blah arnold and then if that doesn't work bella arnold i have curly hair should be hard to miss We will also um, put your information on our Instagram yeah. to let people know what's yeah. up with that. I give them my address. I'm like, Springdale. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody go anywhere right now. Yeah, no. Okay? If yeah, you're not staying home, you're the problem. Yeah. You're Harrison Petunia. You're Harrison Petunia. Yeah. Don't be a Harrison You know he would be yeah. like, ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much, Okay, thank you everybody so much for listening to our first episode. If you are writing a play or started writing a play and you would like to be involved in this process to give yourself a virtual reading, please reach out to us. We will continue to read people's plays um, as long as we get submissions. So you can contact us at Play Rep Podcast. That is like play, playwright, rep, repertory and then podcasts like podcasts at gmail.com once again that is playreppodcast at gmail.com ask us questions tell us what you think give us your submissions we would love to hear from you this is just a cool opportunity and if you feel like oh i'm not a playwright i've only kind of written a play just for fun you are a playwright because you wrote a play and that's what makes somebody a playwright so please submit to us uh to close it out uh want to thank you everyone for listening to our first episode of the Playwright Repertory Podcast. Had a great time. We hope you enjoyed it. And for final thoughts, remember, mean what you say and say what you mean. Don't forget to write it down. Thank you so much for listening.